three, two, one. All right, guys, welcome back to The Welding Show. I am Cameron, your host here uh, from Row Access, and today we are here with a special guest, uh, Louis Loya. Uh, if you follow me, you probably follow him, and if you don't, you should. Uh, Loya.12 on Instagram, TikTok, and wherever else, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, YouTube. What's up, guys? What's up, everybody? What's up, Cameron? How are you doing today? Wide open, buddy. Wide open. Wide open. Thank you, um oh so uh i guess let's start with uh how did you, let, you know like, me, uh, how'd you get into welding you know like like let's t- uh, let's hear your story you know like where you came from and stuff like that how did i get into welding okay so man a lot of people have been uh asking me that and i try to kind of make a youtube video over it but it's it's such a long story and i, I think i can get it down over the phone um <laughs> I, I did welding. My, my family, it's all electricians. My dad, uh, he's an electrician. When, so when I was in high school, me and my, my oldest brother, you know Hector. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, okay, so he he's four years apart from me. And all of high school, or all of, I, I, was, uh, uh, I was in eighth grade, and he was a uh, junior, sophomore, whatever the fuck. He was in high school. Oh, can I cuss, by the way, or no? Oh, yeah, no, go for it. Okay, okay. I mark cool. it for explicit right. content because I definitely be dropping some F-bombs <laughs> in there sometimes. All right, cool. So Hector graduated high school, and he went out to the field doing electrical work, right? Uh, like uh, cable tray and pooling cable, and then he, he moved up to terminating. That, that's apart from the, the topic, I guess. No, um, he did that. He, he did that, and I, I took ag in high school. And then yeah. I chose to do welding in school which Hector he never did that he did sports in, in high school and the whole time I was in high school he was uh, he was out doing electric work and I was like dude why don't you why don't you weld like what I would see the rigs on Instagram and that was popping back then I don't know who the guys were uh, that were pushing you know like the big rims and the big trucks and all this and oh, yeah. me high school kid me I was like holy crap that's badass like fanboy <laughs> yeah that's dope and I, I try to push Hector hard, and I guess after I graduated, oh no, my senior year, I was doing welding for high school, whatever. Hector was doing electric work, but he, we started doing fencing around the house at my parents' house, and he decided to do welding. He's like, okay, it's not that bad. He was terrified of welding. He, was, he like didn't know how, how to suck it hard. But so he went to a welding academy in Houston. I don't know. I don't know the name of it, but it was just like some. Uh, it wasn't really like a big school, but anyways, he did that. He they taught him how they taught him how to dig combo combo weld. He went out there, nice. and by by then, by the time he was done with school, uh, he was trying to look. He was trying to break out. Even he was trying to get on as a helper, anything, and and he put all that money into welding school. That didn't work out. Um, so he went. He went back to electrical and. That's, I had just graduated high school. I went to college for like four days. And then I was like, my, my dad was like, you think it's for you? I was like, I'm going to be honest. School, I can't focus. So I, I dropped it, and I went out to do electric work. I did it for about um, maybe a year or two. And the second year, well, the, the whole first year, uh, me and Hector, when Hector, he'd, like, he'd be like, dude, I, I found a test. Let's go. You want to be my helper? I was like, dude, me, me and my older brother, we, we've always been really like close. Yeah. So 
I guess now because he's got kids and he's got his own life or whatever. We grew up. Yeah. Um, I would go with all with him. We had never he had never done a branch before, so I was like 18 at the time. And there we are, at Hector's, uh, maybe 23, 24, 23, and he didn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> we pulled up and they're like, "All right, uh, Bell and Branch." <laughs> we massacred. We like it was bad. <laughs> the, the, the inspector came and it, he was like, "He's like, uh, well, that it, it'd probably take a miracle for that, you know, for you to fix that." So we just we rolled up, we left, and maybe maybe three or four tests he busted because they didn't teach him how to do a bell and a branch and downhill. Oh yeah, no, for sure. At that combo, the combos. Well, they they taught him how to do uh, like uphill and pig and all that, which is good because he knows how to pig. He's pretty good at it. He keeps him busy. Um, And then a while went by. He did. He couldn't find work, but he he. I think he did like some contract work. It wasn't so he wasn't technically broken out. Yeah. Because they weren't doing X-ray, whatever. And then he finally broke out, and I was doing electric work. And I was like, man, this this isn't it. Like welding's where I want to be, but I didn't want to be a helper because <laughs> help. We all know that helpers don't really make money. They yeah, I mean, make, they make pretty good for the work, but it's like, dude, that's definitely not where you're trying to end up. Exactly. Career helpers so, are definitely like non-breakout helpers, bro. Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. My goal, my goal was to rack up money by myself with the electrical money, and I bought my rig. I put a uh, machine. I bought a machine, and then I went to help Hector finally. I helped him for eight months, and we went to West Texas. We were with this with this company in East Texas, and we weren't going anywhere there. Like, there was no opportunity for yeah. me to break out at all. We went to West Texas maybe like a week. I helped for a week out there, and a welder repaired out. And I had the weld boss. He was like, he looked at me, and he's like, hey, uh, you ready for a test? And no shit, dude, I was so nervous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I crashed when I was, I was like, I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so I, I took, I yeah, took bro, I'm definitely doubt. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I, I puked. I ate tacos before at a taco stand. You know how West Texas is. Oh I don't yeah. Know if working or not? But we stopped there at a taco shop before my test. And dude, right at the at the pulling into the yard, I, I opened the door, stood for a little bit, and I just I puked them all up. <laughs> but that that's that's where I broke out. I broke out at twenty. That's dope. So I, I did like I did electrical for two years, uh, a little a little under two years. And that, that's where it all started. Uh, that's dope, I, man. I, I, took, I, took, I took, you know, I, I took. I don't know how many tests I'm taking now, but I haven't busted a single test. And right now, I'm not I'm not doing shit. I'm just kind of <laughs> going with the folk. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, so the people that don't follow, Lewis just kind of stepped away from Pipeline, you know, for a little bit. Well, but what, what, it, it, it's, I enjoy my, my time. Uh, a lot of people don't, there's, like, people like to work, you know. I, 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 when I go in work mode, I work. I know how to work. I'm not lazy. But I don't, my, I don't, I don't like physical labor. I don't like sweating my, <laughs> my balls off. You know? Yeah, no doubt. I like, I like making money, like, easy money. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It, I, it was for me the lifestyle, like traveling, all that, the friends. But it just, I don't know. It, it takes a toll on you, kind of. 
Dude, I mean, it does, and you know, like you run yourself ragged doing that stuff, and like people that can do that for forty years, like right on, bro. Like, I mean, there's yeah. there's old school pipeliners that do this oh, yeah. pipeline since the seventies, and you know, like they they're married with three kids, and they were never yep. home for. I mean, it's just like being in a military family and staying deployed yep. all the time. It's just like exactly. if that's what yep. you dig for, bro. You know, but like I don't know, that's not for me either. You know, like I'm not trying to be on the road all the time. Like I don't all mind being on the road, but it's like either like for your situation at least bailey goes with you but it's like you know like dude i ain't trying to just like be gone for seven months and then come back and be like all right well yep. let's go on vacation for two weeks and then like oh well here's a time like a test i gotta go dude yeah and and uh, another thing of me like i'm pretty like not i don't know i don't want to say spiritual but i i i believe in a whole different i see stuff way different than a bunch of you know a couple of people a lot of people that i've met oh yeah they, for sure i i know we're not like our time is limited we're like i know we're not right now a, a freaking lightning bolt could hit me and i that's it like, yep. i want to be proud i want to be proud of where i'm at in the moment so yeah me too you know like and being fulfilled i think is such an important part because like i mean i've done odd and stuff like and it's dumb you know like when i worked at lowe's as far as a job goes, that was probably one of the best jobs I ever had because it was so mindless, you know, like just show up yep. and like, hey, you want to buy some yep. carpet today? But like <laughs> it wasn't fulfilling, but like I knew it was exactly. a temporary thing, you know, like I just knew I was yeah. there while I was going to school or whatever, you know, like make it just kind of temporary. And then, you know, like when I went to Germany, that was like an over the top opportunity to like just travel and do all kind of stuff. But, you know, like I was away from home, I was away from family, like there was a whole bunch of parts to it, too that like that was a really good opportunity but like it definitely wasn't my favorite job the job itself was sitting at my computer for eight hours a day and typing and doing projects you know like it's fun to a point but like come on bro i ain't trying to do that for 40 hours a week exactly and, and the thing the thing that i realized is uh pipeliners and, and people um uh, they, they think they're stuck and to an extent i'm not that i'm bashing on them because some guy you know they, they're in it they can't there's no way they can just drop it with with two kids and a bunch of bills. Oh yeah, dude. They can't just drop in and, and reinvent themselves and start doing something different. And before I, that's why I kind of before I got any deeper, I, I want to almost like prove prove that, that there's other other stuff that you can do than, yeah. than just pipeline. Yeah, no, and for sure, and that's kind of like why I got into the contracting thing, you know, because like, so when I came back from Germany, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go be a rig welder and just go do pipeline and just travel and whatever, whatever. And then COVID happened, right? And so, you know, like, there were people that were still working, you know. There's a little bit of union work here. And then there was, like, yep. you know, people that were super good connected with weld bosses. You know, even yep. if it was 10 miles of, of 8-inch, like, yep. they got that work, you know. And <laughs> yeah. everybody else was sitting at the house. And I was like, yeah, you know, we were laid off. Um, yep. We got laid off April 2nd or something like that. You know, I can't remember. It was a Monday. And uh, we got laid off then, and we went back to work, like, August 12th. You know, so we were off for a grip, and, you know, in that time, you know, like, I had some money saved, and, like, ah, oh, it would be all right, you know, I was just doing some odd and in stuff. Um, I even got unemployment for a while just because, you know, like, my buddy, like, because they were offering the federal thing, you know, and at first I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, like, extra few hundred bucks, like, that works, so, like, I was able to kind of do what I wanted, but I paid my bills, and then, you know, like, after two months, I was like, bro, I ain't trying to sit here and be a government mooch, I'd rather just go work yeah. somewhere, you know, exactly. and I was like, dude, I gotta find something. And then, you know, like, we ended up going right back to work around then, you know, because, like, I didn't get unemployment for, like, a month and a half, almost two months in, and my buddy texted me, one of my other helper buddies, and he was like, hey, bro, you get unemployment? I'm like, no. He's like, bro, I'm getting, like, this much a week. And I was like, what? 
It's like, dude, that's crazy. And he was like, yeah, dude, you should apply. So, like, I got it. And, you know, it was like six weeks, I think. And then we went back to work. And I was like, thank God. I didn't want to sit on that stuff. You know, here we are a year and a half later. People are still sucking out all that extra government money. And I'm like, dude, like, whatever. Like, the town I'm in right now, like, you can't hardly go anywhere and get food within an hour because they don't have any servers. You know, like, it's nuts. But anyway, like, when we went back to work and then we got laid off again, we went back August 12th. We got laid off, like, October 4th. And so I went home for, like, two weeks, and, like, yeah, I was just like, dude, I will never let somebody else determine my paycheck ever again. You know, like. That's that's the mentality. You you will not become a millionaire working for somebody. No. It's, um, unless you're born into it, you know. It, but, Nine to five doesn't that, make anybody rich. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, dude, so, and, like, that was just kind of my breaking point. I was just like, bro, I will not sit here and make myself a slave to somebody else's company and like not that, I mean I guess that's a bad term with all of its past but you know it's like I'm just not going to sit here and work my ass off for somebody else and like yeah. for some people do that straight up what they want you know like when I was working shutdowns like my first day on the job the guy that owned the company was just like hey uh, let's go over here and check this out you know like we built these we built those can you weld that and I'm like yeah he's like can you do this and I'm like yeah he's like well we, you know we have to go in there and do this duck work and we have to build this and build that you know like whatever whatever and so we were on break, and I was like, I was talking to one of the other guys I had made friends with, and I was like, you know, does Roman do that shit with y'all? And he was like, dude, no. He was like, you know, they just gives us a task and puts us to work. I was like, well, when everybody leaves lunch or break, you know, like he calls me off to the side and he wants to like, hey, I need I want to go show you this and show you that. He's like, yeah, because he thinks you can run a crew. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, dude, he sees potential in you, and that's the only reason he's doing that. And so sure enough, later on in the like, it's actually the, like the next night. That's when he was like, so what are you trying to do? You know, like what is. What's your goal here? Because you're obviously not meant to just be a plant hand. You don't want to just be, you know, an employee. He was like, do you want to be an employer? I was like, I'm not even going to lie. I want to be sitting where you're at. You know, I want to be running the company that yep. travels to wherever and has a crew of 10 yep. guys and, you know, makes the paycheck. And he was like, yep. well, you're well on your way. He was like, I'll, you know, I'll teach you whatever I can. And that kind of was like the seal in the deal for me of like, nope, I'm definitely going after this. You know, like if obviously if somebody saw it in me in two 12-hour shifts – one 12 hour shift like it made a difference you know like I, like somebody sees that in me that's a big sign that like okay well maybe i do have what it takes because you know like it was scary to i mean even take a shutdown you know like when i i mean that was my second shutdown or third shutdown that i had done you know and so like my first test that i took i drove all the way to idaho from here and i was just like dude eight hour drive like i'm gonna get up there late at night show up the next morning take the test like I hadn't really run a bunch of low high and it was like two inch schedule 80 and it was a 60, 10 bead, 70, 18 out. And I was like, bro, I'm not like I've run some 70, 18 on pipe, but it was like six or eight inch or what? 10 inch, you know? So it was like bigger pipe. So I had a little bit more room to kind of screw up I'm like two yeah. inch, dude, you either got it or you don't. And uh, mm-hmm. I went up there and sure enough, like went up there and knocked the test out. Like ended up being super like laid back. The guy was like, here's a coupon. And he was like, When's the last time you welded a two-inch? And I was like, oh, it's been a minute. And he was like, okay, well, here's two coupons. You can go in there and practice on one, get your heat right, and then, you know, like, here's some rod, and just call me when you're done. And sure as shit, he just, like, dropped me off in the shop in, like, two hours. Like, it wasn't even that long. You know, I, I, the first one I was really kind of stressing, getting everything dead perfect how I like it. Yeah. And then yep. uh, I called him, and I was like, all right, I'm getting ready to take the test. You know, I, I practiced on the other one, you know, rent the plate, whatever else. He was like, oh, I don't give a shit. You know, just call me when you're done. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
And then my yeah, buddy yeah. that hooked me up on the job, he came into the shop and he was like, "What's up, bro?" I was like, "Oh, I'm about to start." He's like, "Okay, cool. I'll watch you." And I'm like, "Whatever." So it was literally me and him in this little fab shop, like on the plant site. I got through. I called in. He forgot about me for like 45 minutes. So I was like talking to some <laughs> of the plant hands. He comes back at like one o'clock or twelve o'clock. He's like, "Oh shit, bro, my bad." Uh, where's your test? And I was like, right here. And he looked at it and he was like, "Looks like a pipe weld to me." Threw it in a bucket. I was like, "You're gonna shoot it?" He was like, "Yeah, we'll X-ray it later." He was like, "But you're gonna go. You can weld and like cut me loose." I was like, "Damn, dude. Well, that's crazy." He was like, "Yeah, we need you to like get up on the third floor like right now." I was like, "All right, well, let's go, dog. Let's go." And so, yeah. Uh, the second. I think it was the second or third shutdown is when I was working with that guy out on the East Coast. You know, I drove from Colorado to Kentucky. You know, same deal. Like, well, I'm either going to make it or break it, but, like, I'm going to be driving sixteen or 1,300 miles or something crazy, two-day drive to get there and show up and hope that I can do what they need me to do. And then I was like, after he kind of instilled my confidence, I was like, oh, dude, this is it. I'm not meant to be an employee. Like, I'm meant to just do my own shit, run shit, you know, like, whatever. And, like, it's proven to pay off, you know, like, Hey, are you okay? This is this is a, a highlight question. Are you glad that you made that move? Oh, one thousand percent. I will never go back. Never is a really strong word, and I take that but, back lightly because if Roman called me right now and was like, "Bro, I need I need you for a shutdown in two weeks," I would be there because he did things for me that I can't repay. You know, yeah, so like I, I, I know I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I know what you I know what you mean. Never it, you you want to tell yourself? I tell myself that I'm because you you kind of in a way. You kind of have to tell yourself that you're never, or not, or you don't give yourself the option. Exactly. You know, and so like for you, you know, like Hector calls you for a job, you're like, you're not going to tell him no, right? You know, like he's a day one for you. So like, Roman is that for me? And you know, even the the shutdown that gave me that first test, um, because like, I mean, I don't, I'm not even going to act like I knocked it out of the park. I did okay. I actually, I put in my bead, and then on my hot pass, I blew a hole big enough to put your fucking pinky in, and I was like, bro. I mean, it caved it in, dude. I mean, like, the yeah. whole walls and everything. I was like, bro, I was like, I am not about to drive eight hours back home with no money. Like, I, I, this is not happening. So I go over to the machine, I turn it down, I grind it down, and sure as shit, bro. I mean, you could stick a Sharpie in the hole in two inch, right? Like, dude, it was bad. And I was like, all right, well, you know, just go back to the basics. I'm just going to run a little, like, stripper pass on each side, build the walls up, grind it down, you know, like, whatever I got to do, I'll build it up, I'll get it rooted, and then, you know, like, if I need to push on it, I'll just push on it with 6010 and then grind it back down, and yep. uh, I'll hot pass over it. So that's literally what I did. And so, uh, you know, like, ran a little stripper on each side, like, buffed it off, ran another little stripper, got it close, got a little keyhole going, got it sealed back up, ground it down, and then I just pushed on it hard. I mean, I and... Like, I had it turned up a little bit too hot for what I was doing. And, like, it yeah. even blew out a little bit, you know, and started to keyhole back and then came back. And I was like, all right, dude, it's in there, you know. So I finished hot passing it out. And then uh, when I was capping it, uh, I straight up dr- was, like, drunk driving, like, coming up the side on the on the, on the the rough side, you know. So, like, uh, coming up, like, if you're looking at the pipe, the right side. So, like, my, I didn't have anywhere to brace my arm. And I, I mean, I was so nervous. And it was like 15 degrees. I was in a shop with like a big ass door open, so it was like cold as shit in there. And I'm learning the 332, which already you know like shakes as bad as it is, like just with the arch. Yeah. And it was like I started like drunk driving, and I look it to the top of the test, and I mean, I was, I was probably an eighth outside the bevel at the top, and I was like, well, we're running a fat one on this one, boys. And so <laughs> I ground the cap back down on that side and just kind of ran it a little bit fat, you know. But like it came out even, you know. There was a little lump in it right there where that kind of, like, restarted. But otherwise, like, it came out. And so, you know, like, 
those guys, uh, the the super for that job actually just changed companies. He texted me about two weeks ago, and he was like, or eh, it might have been about a month ago, and he was like, hey, Cameron, just wanted to check in, see what's going on. You know, I left that other company. I'm working with another guy. You know, we, we got, like, shut down starting on this day. You know, we're paying this, and, like, if and, you know, if you're willing to come up, you know, I'll pay you, like, you know, this much, and then, you know, like, you can stay on through the whole project. We're doing 510s, and then it's going to fucking 712s, you know, like, next week, and then it's like that for, like, a month. And I was like, to be completely honest, bro, I'm absolutely bowed up. I was like, but, you know, towards the end of the year, it's going to kind of start slowing down, I'm assuming. But right now, I'm looking at so many bids that I'm like, dude, I'm not going to have time off, you know, unless I just force it to be off. But, you know, like, again, if I came up with a couple weeks off and he hit me up, I would go up there and help him out, you know, just because he did that for, you know, did a solid for me. Yeah. But for for the general 99%, I would not go back to work for somebody else because I know that I can make it on my own doing this or whatever it might, I mean, shit, I'll st- I'm, I'm looking to buy actually two 18-wheelers, or at least one 18-wheeler in the spring. My brother wants to get a CDL and start driving, and I told him if he got a CDL, I'd buy a truck, you know, and so, like, I'll pay him, like, a day rate or mileage, and then, you know, I'll charge whatever I can, so I'll make money on it so I can buy a second truck, and then I told him, you know, like, if he wants to buy that truck off of me, I'll sell it to him, he can make payments or whatever, but I'm looking to get that little side hustle going, and then, you know, um, I think I said it on another podcast. I'm trying to get a shutdown crew going for some contacts I got on the East Coast. And so, like, I know I can make it, like, and I've proved it to myself now and to other people. Like, I mean, I dropped off with absolutely nothing. I drove to Colorado, and, like, I'm just going to figure it out. My buddy had some opportunities, and then I got in with, you know, like, his contacts when he left, and then I picked up my own contacts, and now I'm bidding jobs that I have put myself out there for, you know? So, like, there's zero doubt that I can make it, you know, and whatever. I could put out 20 bids and get none of them, but somebody will say yes. You know, like the company I'm working for right now has pretty much guaranteed me that they're going to, they're going to, you know, have work coming and they're just going to use me for whatever they can. And cause I was talking, you know, like I'm, I'm having to give up uh, a couple little contracts because I'm going to be on vacation. He's like, sorry, man, we really need to get this done. And it's probably going to happen while you're gone. I was like, no worries, bro. You know, like I put in a price and if somebody comes in and can do it before I can, then like, so be it. I was like, you know, I really would like the money, but, it, you know, it is what it is. I was like, I'm not going to make it about that. Like, I just want to keep the reputation good for you guys. And, like, if that means that I don't put you in a hard position by letting somebody else do the work, but that means I get to work with you in the future. He was like, well, I talked to the owner this morning, and he's got six or seven projects he's bidding, but we can't get architects to work on them because they're so busy. He was like, so it's going to be booming the next 18 to 24 months. I was like, that's all I need to hear, dude. I was like, yep. I'm, I'm doing my own deal, and, you know, like, if I can, you know, jump in for you guys for a month or two, like, I'm, I'm in there. Like, you got me for sure. And, like, with that said, like, I just know that, like, whatever it is I put myself to, because, like, I went all in on this, you know. Like, I'll spend my last dollar to make sure that I make a dollar doing this, and yep. I know that I would do that if I owned a pressure washing company or a sandblasting company or a there trucking company. Like, there are freaking any, anything, dude. Anything. Dude, I will, I will... Like I was telling you earlier, like I will go hardcore. I will buy shit off the clearance rack at Lowe's and sell it to flip enough money to get me a five thousand dollar beater, two thousand mile eighteen wheeler, and I'll get yep. in that sucker with a farm tag and haul grain for two months. And as long as it makes me enough money to pay my bills, I will make it. Like you're not gonna people, stop me. People are they're, they're so scared to to start to start on something. They they're scared to lose like. They're scared of losing everything. I don't give a shit because I know if I lose everything, I can, I will, I will get back up on my feet. Dude, I can, no I can have zero dollars in my bank account, no truck, no car, no cell phone, and and I bet you I could make a thousand dollars next week. Oh yeah, yep. And we just some people just don't don't have it. Some people are scared to do it, and eventually they'll do it. But 
my, majority of the people they just do not have it and my dad was that same way you know my, my like i hate to say it you know like my, when my dad was you know getting sick and like right before he passed he, i mean he was like my dad was such a good he was so good with ideas he had i mean like my dad could have been a million dollar inventor you know like he, yeah. he always came yeah. up with the wildest things and i'm just like dude i never would have thought about that but he was always scared to put into action you know like like talking about the trucking you know like my dad bought an 18 wheeler earlier in the year before he passed and he was just hell bent to start a trucking company and he never did literally i sold it after he passed away to pay for his funeral just so i had the cash you know on hand but um i mean i regret selling that truck and I, i'm gonna actually try to buy it back next year yeah um but you know like my dad was like oh i'm gonna start a you know sandblasting company so he went by a sandblaster and like this freaking suit and air compressor and all this kind of stuff and then it sat there and you know he was like oh well you know i don't know and i'm like dude like you got this, like you've already did the biggest part like the biggest part you know, like buying a truck, buying a welder, buying grinders, buying rods, practicing. Like, that's all such a big expense. Like, once you get to yes. that point, though, and that's what I don't understand. You know, like people that are, like, have a diesel and have a machine. But, they, you know, like one yeah. of my buddies, like, I'm not, like, I love you, Payton. I'm just going to call you out real quick. But, you know, like my buddy <laughs> Payton works for another buddy of mine that, you know, they run single-hand welders. And he loves what he does. And, I mean, that's right on for you. But, you know, like he has a truck and a welder and he does some side jobs on the weekend. But, you know, like in a way... I, th I think, I mean, he doesn't want to do my buddy Rob wrong, which, I mean, I love Rob too. Rob and I are really close. Yeah. And he and I have had this conversation too, you know. Um, but, you know, like, Peyton could have taken his rig and everything that he had whenever he went to go start for them, which was a year ago. And he could be where I'm at or past it, you know, like. But he wanted the security. And, you know, like, I understand yeah. that, you know, like, now he's, yeah. he's engaged to a chick with a kid and he wants the insurance. Exactly. So, like, dude, I totally get it. But yep. at some point in time, like, you're going to look back, and, like, I posted it today. I'm like, every time you make a decision or turn your back on a decision or an opportunity, you're writing a check to regret, and someday you're going to have to cash it. And it doesn't yep. matter, right? Like, like again, somebody in, in his situation, you know, he, he could work for another company as a single hand for 10 years, and, you know, like, that was great. You know, he got a pension out of it or whatever, whatever. But now he's going to be 42, and he's going to be like, all right, well, now I want to start my own company. Well, like, yeah. bro, I'm telling you right now, I am tired. I am beat down. I'm 29 years old. I am hurting. Yeah. I I mean, I yeah. sleep four, five, six hours a night. I'm up till whatever hour at night doing paperwork or trying to send invoices or looking at prints or whatever, trying to do notes, like covering my own personal st stuff, like trying to figure out, like, okay, I want to buy a pipe bro, so I need to make this much money so I can afford to pay it in cash. I was like, oh, I want to get a second rig truck so I can afford to pay somebody. Okay, well, if I got a single-hand welder running my rig truck, you know, I need to have a truck, a machine, grinders, tools, rods, and yep. then be able to make that payment or pay it cash and then pay that guy 25 an hour or whatever, you know, he makes and then be able to fund that, and you know, like, until he makes his worth, you know. Like, there's obviously a formula when you bid jobs, but let's just say I send him to something for a two-week job, and, you know, I have to pay him uh, – 2500 bucks in salary for a job that's $6,000, but I won't get it for 30 days after he finishes it. You know, so I'm on the hook for his 2500 bucks or whatever I said for six weeks until it goes back into my account, you know? So you got to be sitting in the positives like hardcore before you start hiring people. And, you know, like a lot of people ask me that. They're like, well, you know, you're going to hire people or whatever. I'm like, bro, I, I want to be sitting on a year's salary of my own before I start, you know, like worrying about paying somebody else because it's like, I'm not going to put myself in the negative to pay you. I'll put myself in the negative to pay me, you know, like to make yep. sure my bills are paid. But, like, yep. Yep. I can't put myself out on a limb for, you know, somebody else. As much as, like, the loyalty matters that you're willing to work for me, I, I can't, yep. 
literally do that, you know? So it's like, it's all just so many moving pieces, but like, uh-huh. I couldn't see myself doing it, doing it as, as big as I'm trying to do it at 40. I know people can do it and maybe they manage their stress different or, you know, like they have different mentality for things, but like, it is a ton, you know, like to do it at my age, but at the same time, you could go at it at a different rate. You know, like my dad, my dad was 50 when he passed. Like he could have his little sandblasting company. He literally was just like, I mean, he was like getting a pension, sitting at the house, literally just doing nothing. I'm like, bro, you could have put a Facebook ad out. And if you made a thousand dollars a week, literally doing like two jobs, he had a truck, he had all the equipment, he had all the shit sitting there. And like, bro, I would love to work two jobs a week. I would have so much time to do other things. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like, dude, and something that's something that doesn't take as much skill. Again, like if anybody's out there as a sandblaster, I'm not knocking you, but you know, like you're going out and sandblasting a a a plow for a farmer, right? You know, like yeah, that's not that crazy of a of a deal. You know, like you can spend a couple of weeks training that guy, <laughs> and you can be on the beach in Cabo while he's making you a thousand dollars a day. While they're making you money, and dude, I, I think it's it's mainly like a mental barrier for some people. Like, some people have the knowledge, but they don't have the confidence. And that was like my dad, dude, have... and I, I hated to see it happen. It's literally that, that little step he needed was to make the jump. And, and it was probably more of a mental thing than, than anything, really. Being scared of failure, dude. I mean, like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm scared of failing, too, you know, a lot of times. But, like, I just know, like, right now, I depend on me. And luckily, like, nobody else depends on me for this. But it would even be more so. You know, if I had a kid right now, like, I would wake up every day like, well, I'm going to make sure he eats, you know, like, he doesn't have to eat ramen. And he doesn't have fucking roaches in his cabinet in a cereal in the morning because, like, that's what I had to deal with. You know, and, like, I'm not knocking what my parents did for me growing up because I definitely came up a hard way. But, like, I would go out and go twice as hard as I'm going now. And I'm trying to match that energy. And I had this conversation the other day of, like, you know, like, if I had a kid on the way right now, you know, I would know, like, yo, I got seven months to get my shit together, and I would hustle hard. And they were like, well, why don't you hustle that hard now? You know, like, what's stopping you from going that hard now? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. and I'm like, well, I'm really not. I'm telling myself that I would do more, but I don't know how I would do more. But then that kicked my brain into, like, okay, well, if that was my situation, let's say I got a kid that's due Valentine's Day. Like, bro, I got to get it together. You know, I got a bunch wow. of things I need to take care of before I get to that point. And... So, like, that's kind of been my mentality now. Like, okay, now I'm in overdrive on what I thought was already my overdrive. And so, like, it, it's like that when you speak, like, if you have good mentors, you know, like, I have a few friends that are multimillionaires that I talk to. I'm not going to say regularly, but fairly often. And Hey, 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 hey us, people like us, you can speak to, to somebody, like, millionaires or, or somebody that's real knowledgeable. You don't need to talk to them. Uh, on the daily basis, you can I, I you can talk to them maybe you know once every now and then, but I promise you, if you're like me, you you are all ears for any anything that they say, any move that they and make. That, and that's what I was gonna say is like I talk to them. I'm not gonna say all the time, but I still talk to them pretty regularly or whatever, vice versa. But yeah. anytime I talk to them, I learn something. There's always oh, yeah. one thing that they say. And one of my mentors, yep. I don't know if he listens to this or not, but uh, I found him on Instagram. And it's so wild. Uh, his Instagram handle is Minneapolis Mopar. Um, and he, he kind of mentors me, and he and I are working out a deal to where we can kind of set up some internship calls. Um, but, you know, we just kind of bullshit here and there. And he has, you know, multiple Vipers and an RV, and he owns a company in, in Minneapolis. Um, I don't know exactly what he does. I think it's mostly like 
bank, like ATM and safety glass type, you know, stuff like okay. that. And, yeah, yeah. uh, but he messaged me, I found him literally, I was searching, uh, deleted Ram 3500 Cummins whenever I, uh, was looking yeah. to delete my truck and his video came up. And so I messaged him like, Hey bro, you know, like what exhaust do you have? Like, you know, it sounds pretty good, whatever, whatever. And then we just started bullshit. And then he started posting all of his stuff and I was like, damn bro, that's crazy. You know, I'm trying to get there someday. And you know, yeah. like I, I had posted some stuff where I was working and this was back when I was helping, you know? And so he commented on my story one day, he was like, bro, you look like you worked so hard. He was like, you know, uh, he's like, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet it's pretty fulfilling what you do. He was like, but there's something I want you to think about. He was like, you should consider leveraging other people's time for your benefit. And that was it. And dude, to, the, to this day, that quote goes through my head. I'm willing to bet two or three times a day. When I'm doing yeah. something that's like that I don't really like to do, I know yeah. that there's somebody that does. You know, like yeah. I bid to install some friggin' doors on this job I'm on right now, and I, I feel like I underbid myself, and it's a pain in the ass, and I know I'm working harder than I have to to get it done. And I'm like, there's somebody out there that absolutely loves installing door glass, and I know uh, that he would have done it for less than what I bid for it, which means I would have made money on it. And I'm like, it's literally, I mean, it's multiple times a day that quote runs through my head. And I'm like, bro, leveraging other people's time, that's such a good way to put it, you know? And it's like, and that's what I was going to say is like earlier about like the guy that I was working with, Roman, when I told him, you know, like, oh, well, he wants you to run a crew. And I was like, bro, you've been working for him for 15 years. You don't want to do that? And he's like, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> and he was like, I just want to show up. I want to sit on my bucket. I want to weld shit. And then I want to go home and drink beer. And I'm like, yeah, but like, then what? And he was like, what do you mean? Yeah. He was like, this is it. He was like, I don't want no responsibility. I don't want to have nobody dealing with me. I don't want to have to deal with paperwork or payroll or have to talk to those safety fuckers. He's like, I don't want nothing to do with none of that shit. He was like, I just want to fucking come in, weld, and go home. And, you know, there was a couple of little labor guys on there. I was like, y'all like what you're doing? They're like, bro, we make killer money, you know, like 18 bucks an hour, bro. You know, we're, I mean, like 18 years old, we're you know, making good money. I'm like, yeah. dude, that's really good yeah. for 18. Like, you know, you're working 712s. You know, like you're working harder than most 18-year-olds out there. Oh, I'm yeah. like, is that what you want to do? And they're like, well, you know, I figured, you know, I just want to be a welder or something one day. And I'm like, right on, dude, that's cool. I'm like, you don't want to, like, be like him. And, you know, like one of them is, like, his, his nephew. And uh, I'm like, you don't want to, you know, be like him. And he was like no, nah, like, I don't want that headache, you know, I don't want to go do this and that and whatever else, you know, I just want to work, you know, my 10 hours and go home. He's like, he's, he works all the time, and I'm like, yeah, but he makes great money doing it, and they're like, yeah, that money's not worth it. And to some people, it's not, you know, like, to me. To some people, to some people it's not, there you go. And, I, and I, I hate to say it, because I feel conceited in a way saying it, and uh, my ex-wife has pointed it out to me a lot of times, you know, like, we're on really good terms, we hang out and do stuff and whatever, and, uh, she, she and I talked about it because I stress so hard about just like money and finances and trying to get things straight. Because like I don't want to end up again in like the position that my parents were in. I don't want to put my future yep. kids in that position. You know, like I want to do all the right things. And I'm glad that I have been blessed at this point to not have kids because, like, I never would have gotten to where I'm at now. And then you know, like I feel like if it happened to me now, then so be it. Like I would still get to where I'm going because I have the mindset. But yep. like you know, it's like just looking it's back. It's not really necessary to put it on you, you know, like when you're right. doing so good right now. And, and in that, you know, she, I, I, because I stress about the money and it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to make this much money. I need to do this and that. And like, what am I going to do with this much money? I need to pay this and I pay that off. And like, you know, whatever. I want to buy another truck. So I need to pay this off and then I can buy that. And I was like, I just wish I wasn't so focused on the money 
in my in my personal space, you know, like in my head, you know, because I'm always just like trying to run numbers and calculate stuff. And I mean, I have a spreadsheet for every scenario, and she's just like, "You've always been money motivated." And I was like, "But I don't like that the way you put it." And she was like, "It is what it is. Like you, that's what you are. You're money motivated." She was like, "You know, because and it's because of your situation, right? You didn't have shit, so you want shit." And you know, like I, I'm really blessed with the things I do have. I do have a nicer yeah. truck than most yeah. people. Um, I do have a nicer machine than a lot of people. I do have, you know, nicer tools than a lot of people. Um, yes. I, I, you know, have houses and, you know, whatever. I have the ability to go to Mexico for two weeks next week, you know. So, like, a lot of people yeah. don't have that. But, like, a lot of people can have that, but they just choose a not to. A lot of to. people can have that. And a lot of people are – it sounds bad. And, and, dude, this is something that I've been kind of, like, dealing with on my, my personal – like, I, I wondered. I was like, man, is there something wrong with – like, with me? Like, we do – why do I think I'm all? I'm constantly. My brain is running 24/7, and I was like, "Man, dude, mine not never I, stops." I, I wonder if you know. I wonder if we're the ones that that are in the wrong. Like, why is everybody so? A lot of people are just like living, but I, man, I, I can't. I can't do that for some reason. Like, I, I can't. <laughs> it's so hard for me to take time off. You know, like, and I'm really looking forward to going home this winter for like two months. That's my plan. You know, I'm gonna try to leave here by. My elk season, so I have a, my elk season starts uh, October 30th through November 7th, and then my plan is to basically book it home, and then duck season in South Carolina starts, I think, on the 10th or the 17th or something. I can't remember exactly the date, but my plan is to be home between elk season and duck season, and I want to be off until, you know, January, assuming that I have the time afforded with projects, and... I know in my head I'm going to hate it for a while, but I love the things that I do. And that's what I have to do, you know, to force myself to take time off. It's like my time off was like last week, my, my one day off for the last like three or four weeks has been, I went hiking, you know, and it's like, dude, no, no, nobody's going to sign up to do a 17 mile hike with 5,000 feet of elevation gain on a, on a day off. And like, dude, it was an absolute blast. I had a, you know, like my knees fucking hurt when I got done with it, but you know, like I have to fill it with things that I enjoy because I can't just sit idle and like exactly. my idle time is like two weeks. You know, if I'm laid off for more than two weeks or just off, dude, I start like, Oh God, dude, what am I going to do? Like I, I got yep. this much money and I, I need to make some. And like, I haven't had a, any, anybody paying me in, in like however long, dude, I'm going to freak out. You know? And it's like my bank account's got a bunch of red, no green, you know, I'm like, dude, what am I going to do? And like, in reality, I'm fine. But like my mind yeah, just doesn't exactly. stop. <laughs> I, I was about to ask you that. Like even, okay. I don't know if it's just you, but, or, 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 but even if you, you have, even if you're good, right? And, but if you're, if I'm sitting and not, and there's not money coming in, like, I can't, I cannot do that. Like, I, I will, I will be just worried or, or stressed. Like, I, I have to be doing something. Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's the same way for me. Like, it's the same. Oh, hold on. There's a. Oh, yeah. But, um, no, so like when when I'm off, dude, it's it's like if I don't have anything coming in, and it's like when I go home this time, you're know, like my buddy offered to get me on an outage, and I'm just like, ah, you know, whatever. But then just now, um, one of my uh, one of my buddies hooked me up with a guy a few months ago that he runs a bunch of shutdowns and stuff for like steel mills and scrap mills, and he was like, uh, he hooked me up with him a few months ago and was like, Hey man, I don't know if you really need any work right now, but this guy's always got work. And, you know, he asked me if, you know, I knew anybody and I just wanted to put you out there. And I was like, right on bro. So I sent him a text like, Hey man, you know, uh, Furby told me to hit you up. Um, 
I'm busy right now. You know, I might, I might have something in a couple of weeks, you know, but I'd definitely be interested later in the year. And he was like, all right, yeah, dude, you know, like, if you got a gap, let me know. He was like, normally we work 70 hours a week, and, you know, and then if it's slow, you know, like, if you're slow, you can fill in. He was like, I'm willing to, you know, pay you what you're worth and then, you know, send you wherever. He's like, we do jobs all over the place. I was like, all right, dude, cool, yeah. And then uh, he texted me uh, right before we got on this podcast and was like, hey, uh, are you working right now? And I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I'm kind of contracting and doing whatever. And uh, he was like, all right, well, I got a shutdown in California, 30 an hour, 150 a day, and then it's like $1,000 commission for the project. He's like, starts on the 4th through the 10th, you know, so it's a short shutdown. He was like, but, you know, we're going to take some guys like right now to get started and laid out and we'll pay you the same rate. I'm like, dude, that's pretty solid, you know, but like I'm busy. Um, but you know, and so I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm busy right now, but I'll be home like in November and I'm probably going to be there until January. He's like, we're pretty much busy year round. He was like, so I'm willing to bet we'll have like a week long outage, you know, if you need to make, you know, some money and it's good to like have those people in my pocket like that, you know, cause it's like, if I'm ever in need of like a quick, whatever, yep. it's like, Hey, look, I might just make 2,500 bucks, but like if I got zero coming in, like yeah, my water heater went out, you know, and I don't want to spend my nest egg cash. It's like, well, I'll just go work a week and then I can do whatever yep. I want. Yep. Yep. Networking. Networking is a big thing. Dude, that's 100% it. I have gotten so much from shaking hands and making face with yep. people. And it's like, it's not bullshit, you know, I'm not trying to like fake anything, but like, I literally am genuinely try to be friendly with everybody. And it's like, you, I, tr- you- I try not to have beef with people either because it's like, Unless you're just a straight dick bag, you know, like the people that's been on my comments recently and yours too, like those same little circle jerk group of guys. Yeah. But it's like for the most part, when I meet people, I'm willing to be friendly with anybody until you do me dirty. And uh, it's like I, I don't see how it's that hard, you know, to just people, I guess, just get so – like those idiots that are commenting on our shit. It's like, yeah. dude, they, they're, A, their life must be so miserable that like they have to hate on other people's hustle for one. First off, they, 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 they have the time. To do, to do right, that. which means you definitely ain't working as hard as I am. Exactly. Because I'm over here bullshitting and responding back to your comments, but I'm driving between jobs, or I just Making wrapped up money. a job, or I'm yep. sitting at the house doing invoices. You know, like the like last week that guy was all ripping on me, and I was like, uh, I was like, bro, you obviously have a ton of time on your hands because you're sitting here just blowing me up just for no reason. He's like, well, obviously you do too because you're you know responding. And I was like, no, I'm actually reviewing prints for a $32 million hospital build that I'm getting ready to bid some steel work on. So uh, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but I'm working. I just I don't understand how people can, can bring other people down. Like, I'm a real positive, friendly person, and you know, with everybody. I don't, yeah, dude. I, I don't really trust, I don't, I trust no one. I mean, that sounds so bad. I, I trust, you know, until, until they prove me different, I try. I keep my shell on. I keep the shell, but so, and, I, I I can. I'm I'm really good at reading people. Like even yeah. even without without talking to to somebody before before we even make that handshake, just by what they're wearing, why you know how they walk, I can I can read them. Yeah, dude. And, I mean, and, and I like I'm the same way too. And like I try not to be. I don't weigh a ton on it too, though. You know, like yeah. I, I judge like. Again, bad to judge people, but like you can look at somebody and be like, okay, well, this guy's probably, you know, like not really hitting on all cylinders, but yep. you know, you might shake hands with them and they're, they're just going through a bad time and you know, they, they, they're actually got their, their mind together. They might not have their shit together. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, like you impress me, but like I would say that 
I trust people a very small amount in the beginning. You know, it's like yeah. I trust everybody until you do me wrong, but only a very small amount, right? Like you get like 5% of my trust. Like I'm willing to like, hey, yeah, I'll come out and do some work for you. You know, like what's up? You know, like here's my information or whatever, whatever until I feel it out, you know? And then, and then once, you know, like you've kind of built a rapport with somebody, like it's, it's, then you kind of have something to go off of, which, but you know, like let's say out of a scale of a hundred, you trust somebody 80 and then they burn you. Well, you just went to the 80% distrust pile, bud. Like you, you literally Uh lose all of it. And it's like, you got to really work hard to prove me otherwise, you know? And it's like the same with those, you know, those same type of guys that just want to come out. Like, and I, again, I try to be nice to everybody. I try to respond to as many people as I can. Oh yeah. Yeah. Same here. And it's like, it's worth it for me. And you know, like sometimes those people get into my, like they get into my head on just commenting on all my bullshit. And it's just like, dude, like I I could be so much happier without this bullshit in my life if I just deleted yep. my Instagram and social media accounts. But then, you know, like, I look at the other side. I'm like, okay, I got 12,000 followers. I mean, that's still a lot in most people's standards, but not as many as, obviously, so many people out there. I'm like, there's 12,000 people that follow. Let's just go ahead and say 2% are people that are haters that are just lurking, right? So yeah. 12,000 followers, 2%. Uh, we're looking at 2,400 people out of the 12,000. So 12.2K, 2,400 people. Those other 10,000 people are like full-on supporters. And like there's a guy that's right now going to listen to this podcast that's going to be working some bullshit fucking job, making $18 an hour, ready to hang it the fuck up, and they're going to hear us talking and be like, you know what? Those fucking guys can do it. I can do it. Because that's what it meant for me. You know, like Gary Vaynerchuk was the guy that got into my head when I was like just so down and out and I'm not going to make it in the world and I don't know what the fuck to do with my life and whatever, whatever, whatever. Because like I was really lost. And it got me on this like mindset, which got me into a process, which then got me to the path that I'm on, you know, because like it was all just pieces that kind of went together. But like, yep. and I don't even remember what it was, but it was one of those little, you know, like some motivational, like, like <laughs> compilations that was like, yep. you can do anything you want. If you're working in a bullshit job, you can get another bullshit job. If you're making less than like $30 an hour, you can find that money elsewhere doing something else. It might take you a little bit to get there, but I can guarantee you right now, if you're making $20 or less doing something you fucking hate, you can make $20 or less doing something that you enjoy. And I would 1,000% much rather be happy making the same money or less money than I would to sit here and suffer. Because I have been there. Dude, I worked at a place that was like, my supervisor was like hardcore racial and like she straight up came out and was like, that cracker ass fucking white boy will work every fucking weekend if I have anything to fucking do with it. And I was like standing in the room. I was like, are you talking about me? And she was like, of course not. And then the schedule came out and I was scheduled to work. Dude, I worked like 42 fucking weekends while I was there. No. 38 weekends out of 42 weeks that I worked there. Bro, she straight punished me. Always talking shit. And it's like, dude, I absolutely hated that job. But I was so close-minded at that time. I was making $20 an hour. And I was like, dude, I can't make $20 an hour anywhere else. Like, this, I'm like, what am I going to do? And then it was right around that time I found that video. And the guy's like, bro, you're doing a bullshit job working somewhere you fucking hate that you can't stand to be there. You wake up every morning and you're like, oh, my God, I fucking hate going to work. He's like, if you look forward to your Saturday and Sunday so you can go out on Friday night and party or whatever it is, but you're miserable the other five days a week of your life, he was like, you're wasting 70% of your life for a cause that you don't support. He was like, you need to look at your Monday through Thursday if you're looking forward to Friday through Sunday. Exactly. And that was one of those things that I was like, oh, my God, dude, he's so right. And I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm out of here. Fuck this place. I quit. Yeah. And they were going to fire me the same day. 
I came in on a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday, and I was so fed up with it. I was working like I'll never forget this shit. I was working in the OR. Uh, am I? And I like I had told uh, like I told a couple of my friends. I told my wife at the time. I was like, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna quit. And she's like, well, You can't quit till you find somewhere else. And I had been applying other places, but I just like it. What didn't fulfill me? And I was like, I don't really want to go there. I don't want to go here. And I was like, I'll just figure it out. And if I quit, I'll be forced to figure it out. You know. And so I had made up my mind to quit. And then my boss calls me and was like, hey, can you uh, come downstairs? And I was like, yeah, sure, what's up? And then he was like, we're going to go outside. And I was like, well, let me take my scrubs off. He's like, no, it's all good, you know. So we, like, walk outside to the HR building and we walked in. I was like, oh, I see what this is. And they were like, yeah, sorry, looks like we're going to have to give you a 14-day termination notice for, you know, failure to meet, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was like, well, I'll do you one better. I was like, I'll fucking quit. And they were like, Hell yeah. all right. They are like, I mean, you're going to get fired anyway. They're like, well, this is a 14 day termination notice. We give you time to, you know, that you can find another job or whatever, whatever. And I was like, well, that 14 days is up on what day? And they told me, and I was like, okay, well, here's my fucking 13 day notice. I'm quitting on this day. And they're like, okay. They're like, you're still good, you know, to come back and work for us in the future if you ever wanted to. But, you know, obviously this time didn't work out. But if you quit, you know, you're still good to come back because you didn't have it like termination on papers. And I was like, all right, sounds good. I was like, so we're walking back. And then the boss was trying to make small talk. He was like, so you just bought a new truck and everything? And I was like, yeah, bro. I was like, $520 a month payment I got to make somehow now because y'all are bullshit. I was like, I complained to you all the time about her fucking doing me wrong and literally she's the one that does my eval so she's the one that put me down and made me look like shit you know i'm a fucking good tech like i have all this experience from the army i can do all this crazy shit i was like and y'all are really underselling me like i'm really unfulfilled here anyway i was like but don't make no fucking bullshit small talk i was like to tell you what i was like i'm leaving right now and he was like what do you mean i was like i'm leaving right now i was like i'm not even gonna go back to work i was like i'm putting in vacation time i have enough vacation time to take off now the next 13 days i'm going home I went and got to my locker, and I grabbed all my shit, and they were like, what are you doing? I was like, I fucking quit, and I walked out the break room, and then my friends were texting me like, did you really just quit? And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm out. Fuck that place. I'll be back to do my paperwork on my last day. Hell yeah. And, uh, dude, I walked the fuck out of that place, and I texted my wife. I'm like, well, I just quit my job. And she's like, what? I was, she's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to fucking go somewhere. And I applied to 42 places. I had, like, 19 interviews, and... uh. I ended up like interviewing at Lowe's and I went there and I like checked it out and the people were great. And I was like, dude, this seems like a really cool job, you know, like part time. I'm just going to, you know, like work when I want. And she was like, yep, you just write down on this schedule, like what days you can't work. And then we'll fill you in on the others. And however many hours you want, we can give you up to 39. I was like, well, that's not part time. She was like, yeah, but you're part time. You can work up to 39 and a half hours before you're considered full time. I was like, oh, well, sick then. All right, cool. And so, uh, I just filled out the paperwork. I was like, well, I ain't working Tuesdays and Fridays. And she was like, well, we need you on Fridays, at least in the evenings. I was like, okay, well, I won't work before 12 on Fridays because I'm out of school. I want to be able to go do shit. She's like, okay, sounds good. And like, bro, it was like the cushiest job ever. I absolutely had a blast. I made like 15, 15 hours. So I took a pay cut. And then some weeks I worked 20 hours, but some weeks I worked 39 and a half hours. And like, I took a pay cut, but dude, I had an absolute blast. I loved it. I could be like, yo, I'm not working Thursday. And they're like, word. Like, it was just like the most laid back, whatever. And dude, I was so much more fulfilled doing that than I ever was working, doing pharmacy shit. Uh, I take that back. When I was in the army, I was fulfilled doing pharmacy. And then when I got in the civilian world, it was completely different. And then I fucking hated it. So like, once I got out of the army, I was just so like, this is a drag. This, this sucks. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, blah, blah, blah. And that's like around that time when I started getting my mind right. And then that's when like the the flip the like the switch flipped because I was like okay dude I'm gonna start hustling I'm gonna like run around here and find all the shit that's gonna be marked down you know like 
because I work there, I'm like, hey, are, you know, the, st- the stove's going on sale? And they're like, yeah, these are going to go on sale next week. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'd take a picture of it, post it on freaking Marketplace for full price. They would mark it down to 900 and I'd sell it for 12 You know, like, make 300 bucks, literally just picking it up at work and dropping it off. Like, just because people were lazy. It's the convenience, you know, like the people that have the money to spend, they're like, oh, you're going to drop off the stove for 1200 bucks, and I'll have to go to the store and do it? Word. You know, and it's like, here you go. Here's your shit. Give me $300. Like, Dude, it was it was so easy. Hey, I, we we I need to get some like stickers made or some shirts made to say, um, uh, like I'm a figured outer. <laughs> dude, yeah. no joke. When when shit hits the fan for any like anything, and it's like something serious, Bailey Bailey plays a big part in my life. But she she'll ask me like, okay, like what now? And I'll, what uh, the only the only thing I need to say is I'll figure it out. And sure enough, I, I figure shit like we're hustlers. Some people just don't have it. Yeah, we, and, we and like people really don't. I think, and it's you know like I'm always on my phone or in like and there's times where I'm just scrolling Facebook or Instagram and trying to respond to stuff. But you know like I don't try to act like Instagram is work, but I feel like it's still like contributing to the cause. You know, so like in my head, if I'm like. Okay, I don't have to work till eleven. I'm gonna lay in the bed. So it's like, let me get on there and respond to people, you know? Because like, again, like I was saying, there's somebody that's like, yep. you know what? Let me just message this real access guy, or let me just message this Lewis Loya guy and see, you know, like, yep. I don't think he's gonna respond, but maybe he will, you know? And it's like, hey, bro, you know, I'm struggling on my downhill route, you know, like, what kind of amps are you run? And it's like, yeah, bro, I normally run into this, and they're like, bro, nobody responds to me. Like, there's a guy in Denver that, like, he and I kind of talk regularly, and he, you know, he was asking me questions about, like, okay, what do I need for my business? You know, like, I'm gonna bid this. Is this a good price? And I'm like, whatever, whatever. And uh, he's like, he lit- he was like, bro, he's like, I can't thank you enough. He was like, most people are too stuck up to respond. He's like, and you're willing to be open about whatever it is. He was like, if I ask you a question, you're willing to give me a straight answer. And I was like, dude, I got nothing to hide. You know, like I want you to win just as much as I do. He was like, and I'm like, dude. For real, though, like, I would much rather me mentor somebody that outdoes me because I'm like, yeah, bro, I helped make you to where you are. I would never ask for any compensation, but the pride that I would have. And, like, that's what I beg of my brother, bro. I'm just like, I wish my brother would just get it together and, like, let me be able to coach him into, like, life and just at least learn how to hustle and learn how to do stuff. Because, dude, I would die the happiest man on the planet if I could just, like, teach people to, like, make something of themselves and like literally that one little conversation yesterday bro like thank you so much for responding because it actually you know like this is helping me so much in my personal life and helping me get where i'm going like dude that's way more fulfilling than any weld i've ever made any check i've ever cashed no matter how much money i've made you know like whatever it is like that is nowhere near as fulfilling all the cool shit that i've built and whatever else like somebody just be like bro like i look up to you like thank you so much for helping me like I'm actually going to get somewhere now. And it's like, dude, I want to see that guy in 10 years that's got a multi-million dollar fucking handrail company in, in Salt Lake City that sends handrails to fucking China or some shit. You know, and it's like, dude, that guy literally asked me a question and, like, I got to see him grow. Damn, dude, you, you think, you think, oh, we think so similar. We think, <laughs> we, we think. Like, I, I enjoy, I don't enjoy having conversations, like, small talk, I can't do small talk, for, for, and it, it sucks, it sucks to say that, but it's just, I don't know why, like I said, yeah. it's just some things that I can't, I really do no more, like, my time, my time is, like, gold, and to sit there and, I, I, you I know, mean mine like, that way, too, without being, like, 
a dick about it, you know? No, yeah, not 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 a not a dick. It's just like sometimes you just can't have conversations with like uh, what is it? dumb dumb people. It sounds bad to say dumb. Yeah. Like, conversations that are going nowhere. Like I love I dead love end conversations. conversations, dude. That's it. Yep. Yep. It's just we're we're I'm on a mission, and I like time. I don't know. It's 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 weird. Weird to to explain it. I guess to get it out of my head. There's a lot of shit that I I have changed. I I I look back at the the kid that I was when I first started, and I was like, man, if I would have done all this, like the way I think right now back then, like who knows where I would be right now? Oh yeah, dude, and that's it too. And like, it's hard to try to get people to understand, and uh, that like time is that it's like the answer to the quantum equation type thing. You know, yep. it's like. Yep. Time is that ultimate variable, and, like, mm-hmm. that's the only thing you have to worry about juggling. Like, there's always going to be more money. There's always going to be more things. I could roll my fucking rig truck off of a cliff tonight, and, like, there's another rig truck. There's another Chop Classic 2 out there. There's another set of grinders. Like, you know, like, it would suck to lose some of that stuff, but, like, you can redo yeah. that. But, like, the time, yeah. like, making the sacrifice to learn, making the, putting in the time to get to where you're going, sitting up in my freaking hotel room till 1130 tonight trying to look at bids is like what's going to make a difference 10 years from now. And I'm going to be like, dude, I'm so glad that I took the time to do that. And like now that's where my pain is. You know, like that thing I was saying earlier about like turning your back on opportunity. Um, Having regret is like, that's almost one of the, like I'm more scared of regretting things than I am dying. And so I think I've talked about it on here before. I don't know if I've told you, but uh, a few years ago, um, it's been almost 10 years ago, I had this like epiphany moment in my life, which was another big turning point to kind of get my mind going in the right place but I'd never, I didn't have all the pieces, you know, but like, uh, I had some bad experiments with, a a legal drug at the time. <laughs> um, when spice kind of first came out, I, uh, I yeah. tried some of it and dude, it, it actually stopped my heart for a few minutes. Like I was declared dead. Um, I got brought back by a nurse doing CPR on site. And in that moment, I mean, whatever, it might've been the craziest trip and hallucinations ever but my heart was like beating in my head and then it stopped. And then in that moment, everything went just like white. I, like I couldn't see my full, my body, my body was full, like full body limp for like five minutes. Like my friends were carrying me around, like trying to get me to come to spraying me with fucking water. Like dude, it was crazy. And in that moment, as soon as my heartbeat stopped beating in my head, I mean, dude, it was just, and then just like a snap quit. And like, I couldn't breathe for the longest time, dude. I was just like trying to like breathe. And then like, I couldn't feel anything anymore everything turns white and in that moment i started seeing all of the things that i wish i had done and so um my dad wasn't a big fan of my ex-wife um because she couldn't have kids and he told me some things that i'm not going to repeat here just for the purpose of the podcast but (laughs) that weighed on me so heavy because i was totally in like and i'm i'd never regret marrying her like everything happens for a reason we're really good friends where i mean we're kind of together now you know like i'll never regret any of the things we did any of that kind of stuff but i regret pushing it off for like a year because of my dad's agenda you know and like that was my big thing with my dad you know it was like the pride thing like well i want you to do this i'm like you can go to pharmacy school and be the pharmacist right here in, in town. And I'm like, bro, I don't want to be the pharmacist in a two stoplight town with 3000 people. 
Like, if I'm going to be a pharmacist, bro, I'm trying to be, like, the university pharmacist at UCLA that's, like, discovering right. new drugs that stops Alzheimer's and cancer. You know, like, I'm, I'm not trying to be some little, like, but that's the thing. Like, my dad was content with, you know, like, oh, well, you know, just you can have yeah. some nice things. You don't have to have the nicest things. And I'm like, nah, bro. I'm trying to be, I like, want- the best of the best of the best. And, like, best if I aim for that and I fall anywhere short of being the number one fucking rig welder, steel builder, tractor trailer company shut down crew whatever i'm still gonna be fulfilled like doing it at all is fulfilling but it's like if i don't shoot for that hundred like then what you know if i just shoot for 10 like oh well if i just make a hundred thousand dollars a year i'll be happy like bro no like you're gonna be that guy that's like fuck that i don't want no responsibility i'm just gonna sit here and weld on this bucket and i'll weld plate all day and then i'll go home and make my two thousand dollars a week like bro no no absolutely not nope not me and, like, I hate to feel, like, make it sound that way, but, like, $2,000 a week, like, what? What do you do with that? You know, like, I'm, I have lived on less. When I was in Germany, I was budgeted down to literally $20 left after I paid all of my bills. And I still made shit happen. You know, like, I did the same shit there. I would buy shit and fucking sell it. Buy shit at the PX that people couldn't buy off post and sell it to the Germans or sell it to whoever I could. You know, like, I would buy you shit and flip it or buy this and buy that. So, hell, I was selling my shit so I could go to Ireland on the weekend. You know, like... Dude, I was living it up on a zero budget, you know? And it's like, now that I've seen what money can be made and then, like, where that could be scaled, it's like, dude, why are you so content with so little? Like, I'm glad that you – I'm I'm honestly jealous that you are because I wish I could see a stopping point. No joke. But it's like – That's that's what I was – earlier I was like, you know, I was like, man, I I don't know if it's me or, or like, what's wrong with us, but I can't settle for, for, you know, what a lot of people do. I I, I can't. And it sounds bad. It, it, I, I wonder sometimes if we're wrong for thinking that way, but there's no way. There's yeah, no but way. like do, Elon Musk getting get where he's at because he thought like, oh, well, I can just be a, a you know physicist or I can just be this and that. You know, like, no. He got to where he at because he just started thinking outside the box and was like, well, I'm just going to yeah. push this and push that. Like, he even said, you know, like he had zero idea that the Starship rocket was ever going to make it off the ground. And now they're going into orbit, you know, and like they, yeah. there's like those little videos about it. It's like, how did you go? Yeah. Like, how much personal money did you put into SpaceX? And he said like a hundred million. And they're like, for something that you didn't think would work. And he was like, no. And they were like, why? And he was like, well, if I never tried, how would I know? Exactly. And I'm like, dude, that's it. And that, like, that's what's so hard for me. And I've really tried to like come to a number or things, but it always changes, you know, like when I first came to even this year, you know, when I first, uh, when I first, you know, got out the army and I was going to school and I was like, okay, well, if I can make, you know, however much a year, you know, uh, we got a house in, in Colorado and, you know, like I could buy a, you know, a house somewhere on the beach and then, you know, I'd have two houses. And I was like, yeah, but if I rent the beach house all but like one week of the year, I could afford, you know, a house in Europe. And then it's like, okay, well, I'll go to the beach house for like two weeks and then I'll go to my house in Ireland for like a week or two. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, but hell, I could rent the house out in, in Ireland, and then I could have a house in Greece, and it's like, you know, then I could have all these houses, and it's like, dude, like it, then like that's the starting point that never, you know, like stopped, and it was like when I came back to Colorado this year, you know, I was like, if I can go out there, contract, make me enough money, I want, I want to buy land around Charleston, South Carolina, I want to have property that has ocean access, you know, like even if it's off like the inlet where I can just like take my boat out, I was like, I want to have like. 40 foot friggin' deep sea boat. I want to have a house and then like 160 by 160 huge 
fucking shop. I was yep. like, and then I'll be good. You know, like, I'll have a couple cars. You know, I'll build some motorcycles in my free time. You know, I'll just get in there and, you know, TIG up some shit, build some cars, yep. whatever. I'll be good. And then I came yep. out here and things started rolling. And I'm like, well, shit, I can build that house. I was like, but, you know, there's some cheap property here and there's some cheap property there. I'm like, bro, I can get a condo over here and I can Airbnb this. And it's like, even just in the last couple of months, like, I'm already like tenfold on where I was planning on going when I came out here. You know, and it's like, it never stops. And, you know, it's so hard, like I said, in my head to come to a stopping point, you know, like, yeah. and I've been kind of researching, you know, like some people are saying 10, 10 million is basically where people that have wealth can keep their wealth. And obviously, I mean, you can blow a hundred million just as fast as you oh, yeah. blow a hundred dollars. Oh yeah. But yeah. most people that have $10 million that are invested at least in something in some degree have the ability to keep their and maintain their wealth. You're like that's where the generational generational wealth starts. You know, five million dollars. Like if you and I, how old are you? Twenty four. I'm I'm twenty three. So if somebody handed both of us five million dollars right now, like unless we lived on fifty or hundred thousand dollars a year, we'd be broke by the time we were sixty five or seventy. You know, like that would go oh, yeah. so fast if you don't oh, like yeah. heavily invest it. You know, and like do the right things with it. You know, it's like if you yeah. just tried to live off of that, you know, no, no. you would be There's completely no screwed. And it's like, you yeah. know, $10 million is kind of that number where people are like, you can still live a pretty solid life and still, you know, like whatever, $100,000 a year, 10 years per million, and then $10 million, you could live for 100 years on $100,000 a year. Again, like I was saying earlier, that's not crazy money. But like, shit, you had a paid-for house and two cars and a truck, and then you could just go sit at home and literally never do anything the rest of your life. Hundred thousand yep. dollars a year, you could still take two trips to fucking Mexico for two weeks, and then go to Spain or, or you know like Germany or whatever you want to do, you know. And exactly. it's like you could still do a ton on hundred thousand dollars a year if you're not working and your shit's paid for. But like you got a wife and two kids, and like mm -hmm. they're seven and ten, and mm -hmm. they're getting ready to start sports, and then they're gonna have to have yep. car. Like hundred thousand dollars ain't gonna go that far, you know. If you're especially exactly. if your spouse isn't doing shit, you know. So it's like. Yep. A family of four is definitely not retiring on $100,000 a year. You could still do a lot of nice things. But, like, I don't know. Like, for me, $10 million, I think, is the money number that I'm trying to shoot for. But but that also is, like, $10 million plus properties, plus businesses, plus I'm going to sit at the house and TIG weld fucking yep. motorcycle <laughs> frames just because I want to. And then, yeah. you know, like start doing aluminum dock and boat repairs, you know, like shit like that, you know, cause like I, I just can't see myself ever sitting 100% still, but you know, it's like, that's kind of my end point. And honestly, like I'm not a hundred percent convinced on the end point, but I am like, I'm telling myself that's it. It's like, okay, just 10 million, just 10 million, just 10 million. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, it takes 21 days to break a habit or however long to start one or whatever it is. It's like, I'm telling myself that. So at least that, that number is, relative to me that yeah. way i'd like at least i have something i have a grounds to like start my i don't want to say end game but it's like at least having an idea where my end point is but it doesn't take away from how hard i hustle either you know it's like because i know i i don't have 10 million dollars a day so until that day comes i'm gonna hustle this hard yep and you know like if i got a guy that can be my superintendent and run my company as hard as i do which, you know, like, and there was a video I watched the other day that was like, you know, how do you, it was a Gary Vee video, 
and it was a <clears throat> somebody asked like how do you convince your employees to have as much enthusiasm as you do and he was like i don't he was like if you own a business and you like you know you expect your employees to work as hard as you do you're absolutely losing it because if they work as hard as you do they know they can do it on their own but like why yep. should you ask somebody to be that hard he was like you need people that's passionate about leading you need a superintendent that's passionate about being a superintendent you know like all they all their goals are is to be i want to run 12 guys and i want to put up (laughs) steel buildings and it's like great this is your spot and then you got four guys that want i want to sit right here on my fucking bucket and weld all day like well there you go here's your job and then there's four guys that are like yeah bro i don't think i'm ever gonna make it as a welder my hands suck and i can't see and this and that whatever else i just like being a helper and being a part of it great here you go you know and it's like once you get that base built like I'm going to retract away from being in the day-to-day on welding because mm-hmm. then I'm going to be like, okay, where's my two guys that want to run over-the-road trucks and can haul a flatbed, you know? Like, Then I'm going to be hard into that. And then it's like, okay, now I'm going to step aside. And it's like, okay, let me find three guys that just love pressure washing but they can't afford to buy a pressure washer. Here you go. You know, like, go out here and make money. And it's like I'm excited to get to that point to where I can retract from being – hands-on and get to the ownership part but i'm trying to remember that again time is the is the enemy here because you know like the guy that's helping me do this uh the steel building here that's going to help me with some other jobs you know he's he's in his 40s i think and you know he's like i'm pretty much ready to hang it up you know i don't want to work this hard i don't have to i enjoy it you know but it's like i I like i just want to go kind of back to chill mode you know i got my restaurant you know some other stuff and i got money saved and whatever whatever and it's like dude, that's not that far, you know, like, that's, that's, to be 45, that's, that's 16 years from now for me, it's like, yeah. dude, that's gonna go by so fast if I don't, like, Quick. like, looking back, I'm 29, so I would have been, what, 14, 13, like, 13 to now went by hella fast, I mean, that's a lot of yeah, age gap to consider, but, like, let's, like, let's take it back, let's go from 21 to now, right, like, think about when you were 17 until you're now, like, that went oh, by dude. so, like, fast, <laughs> And then you're just like, dude, I made all this money and I like I blew it on this and blew it on that and I, you know like I, like it was fun but like it wasn't as fun as having a hundred thousand dollars in the bank right now or two hundred thousand or a million you know like if I would have invested that thousand dollars a month when I was seventeen years old instead of blowing it on you know Aeropostale clothes and having fucking rainbows and going to the rodeo every weekend like dude I would have been set you know and it's like you know again like and that's the thing too is when you make decent money when you're young because like i was helping and then i got in with the site like on-site maintenance and shit like that like i made really good money for especially living at home and 18 years old i mean when i first started i was a firewatch bro i made ten dollars an hour work 50 hours a week and so uh it was like five hundred dollars a month take home i mean five hundred dollars a week take home like two thousand dollars a month and i lived at home like i wrote Hell, I rode to work back and forth with my dad half the time because we worked at the same plant, you know? So, like, I had, like, no fuel cost. I would buy lunch out and about, yep. and or sometimes I would make lunch or whatever, you know, like, if I was feeling motivated. But, like, dude, I spent $10 a day in, in fast food. So I spent $50 a week, and I was making 500 and I had zero expenses. You know, like, my truck insurance was, like, $100 a month, and my cell phone was $100 a month. So I had $200 a month in bills, $50 a week, so that's... $200 a month, so we'll call it $400 a month out, and I was basically had $1,600 to sit on. And I mean, I did do a lot of smart things with it, you know, like I bought tools or, like, parts to fix things, and, you know, I would buy junk cars and flip them, and, you know, like, like shit like that. 
But like, I'm like, dude, if I would have just stuck $500 of that a month, you know, into the bank or into investments, like I would be so much further along in life now. And then at the same time, <laughs> a door to door salesman came by and offered to let, uh, wanted to sell my dad and I some Bitcoin at like 0. 0.004. And my dad and I were like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and that guy is like, it's a cryptocurrency. Yeah. We were like, fuck that. And I'm like, like, dude, that. we live in the bo- in the boondocks, bro. I mean, like yeah. 10 miles out of a two-stoplight town, you know. So, like, we were out in the middle of nowhere, and this dude was hardcore trying to sell us on Bitcoin. And I had uh, – this was right before I started working at the plant, but I had, like, 1600 bucks, and I got in graduation money. And my dad's like, if you want to split, you know, your graduation money and put it into that Bitcoin shit, he's like, you put in 800 I'll match it at 800 and then, you know, we'll see what happens. He was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to see you lose money. You know, like, it is a gamble. Yeah. He was like, but if you get in a hard spot and you need 800 bucks, I'll give it to you. You know, I'll pull it yeah. out of my 401k or, you know, pull it out of one of my other investments accounts to give it back to you. But I want, I would like to see us invest into something like that, you know. And and we didn't do the Bitcoin, but we did, you know, a couple other things. And we made some money and lost some money. We, like, like I, didn't, I didn't really know how to access the brokerage accounts and understand that shit. But my dad did, and he kind of taught me a little bit. And so we understood a little bit of it, you know, so I'd, you know, toss some 500 bucks here, a thousand, ah, yeah, buy me, you know, a few stocks of this or that and whatever else. And, and, you know, we made money and I cashed out and bought some and lost money, you know, but it's, it's, it's just crazy to think that like, if I had not been so foolish with even the extra money that I had when I was making good money, you know, it's like, I mean, I definitely did dumber things, you know, I worked at the grocery store and made $150 a week. And I still went out and bought fucking McDonald's and, you know, bought Guy High, Guy Harvey shirts and Costa sunglasses. And like, I gotta be like the cool kids now that I got a job. And it's like, looking back, I'm like $122 a week. What in the hell? Like, but, if, you know, if I had that money now, you know, and it's like, that's, yeah. that's all back to the root of this whole thing, though. You know, it's like if I, if, if this, this one podcast changed one person's life. It was totally worth me sitting here talking to you for an hour. You know, like oh, yeah. there's some kid that's just like, bro, these two guys, like they just talked about this and that, and I need to look this up, you know? And it's like, whatever. Hell, for yeah. all we know, they look into structural welding and they see underwater welding and they're like, there's underwater welding and they become an underwater. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you never know what things, you know, like you, you cast your seat out into the world just that, by. That, 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 that's, that's why networking to me uh it's it's like so social media helps out a lot but the oh, networking yeah. that i like that i like to do is i like going up to people and shaking their hands and and talking especially like the older guys the millionaire you know i've met i've met a couple millionaires and i met one a new one the other day here in uh in fort worth jay he's a bodybuilder but he's got a, a bunch of property or he was a bodybuilder back in the day with ronnie coleman and <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, I, I, I sat there and i was man that's the network. A lot of a lot of kids nowadays are just stuck on their phones. The potential that that is being wasted now is so crazy because they're 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 only on TikTok. Yeah, they get motivated to an extent, you know. They don't have a clue of, of what. Yeah, but to that's do. like a shell of motivation if you don't do anything with it. Exactly. There's there's some people that just like sit there. A lot a lot of they they compare their lives and it just it, instead of motivating motivating them. It brings them down. I mean, dude, that was me. Like, that was me, you know, four or five years ago. It was like, yep. I, you know, I'd watch those videos of like, what are you doing with your life? And you need to do something with purpose. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, dude, I need to do something with purpose. And then I like check my bank account. Like, okay, well, I got $120 and I can't really afford to go do anything. And, and then like, well, that guy's got a million dollars. Of course you can fucking say that. You piece of exactly. shit. You're like, whatever. Like, here I am. And then it was like right back down to the dumps. 
And then, yep. I'd, you know, a week later, I'd just be still depressed over that whole bullshit. And, like, I wouldn't even realize why I was so upset still, you know. I'd just be like, I'm just in a bad mood. And it's like, well, no shit. You just, like, compared yourself to somebody that has 20, 30 years on you. And, yeah. and like, <laughs> their whole goal was just to try to get you to understand. And yep. then, you know, like, it was just, like, this repeating circle until yep. the day that, like I was saying, that one little saying clicked. And I was just like, dude, I can do this. Like, let me look into it, you know. And I just started Googling it. And it's like, oh, dude, I can do this and do that. It's just, it's, I, I, hope, I hope one day there's more motivated people. But, I, again, I guess there's some people that are just meant to not do anything, you know. Some people are just meant to be robots, dude. Robots, yeah. Some people are just meant to be robots, and that's it. And, like, that's fulfilling for them. You know, like, I got a friend of mine that does data entry for, like, a a plant. I was like, do you enjoy that? Oh, yeah, it's great. I get to work from home, and I just copy this and type it in there. And I'm like, what? Okay. (laughs) Like, that that's your goal? Well, that makes good money, and my bills are paid, my my kids are fed. I'm like, right on, dude. That's great. Like, I... I'm sure glad there's people like you because someday I'm going to need that guy that likes to just uh-huh. sit here and do this. You know, it's like, as like the hardest part of starting your own business and going after it is like wearing 40 hats at the same time. Like I'm my own HR. I'm my own estimator. I'm my own yep. superintendent. I'm my own project manager. I'm my own uh, bookkeeper. I'm my own accountant. You know, like in that's, that's twofold, right? Like that's in my personal life and my business. And so it's like, I have to do the business hat things all day. And then at 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, shit, did I pay my light bill? Like, oh, dude, what the hell? Like, like now I'm having to go down that rabbit hole on my personal life. And then tomorrow, I'm going to be like, shit, what other bills did I miss? Like, let me call this place and apologize. You know, like, let me make this right. Let me transfer this money. And then it's like, shit, it's 10 o'clock. Like, now I've been missing out on making real money. So it's like, now i got to put that down and go back to like, okay, well, now i got to show up on the job. And i got to... I think my, my Bluetooth speaker hooked up somehow. And it <laughs> You're so good. I was like, there's no way. Either his phone died or something's going on. My, my phone is going to die. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to wrap it up here in a minute. But, um, yeah, dude, you know, so it's like you're you're stressed out about whatever it is. And then it's like, okay, now I've wasted half the day trying to figure my own life out. So, yep. like, let's even be, I would say, generous. Contract wage, $100 an hour, you know, to run a rig truck. So if I wake up at 6, and then I went from 6 to 10 doing nothing but figuring out my own business, I missed out on a potential of $400. Like, I can't get that back. Like, that's $400 I will never make. And then you, like, looking in the contracting world or bigger stuff, you know, like, there's stuff that has paid four, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars $800 an hour. You know, and it's like... Like today, I did a, a job for two hundred and fifty bucks that I did in twenty minutes. So like you calculate that out to be an hour, right? Like that's seven hundred and fifty dollars an hour. So like let we can go to that extreme, a thousand dollars an hour for something. If I did it, you know, in, in good enough time, I bid something for four grand and did it in an hour, right? Like Jesus, you know, whatever, four hours. So a thousand dollars an hour. 
that's four hours I missed out on. I'll never get back. And that goes right back to like time is that part of the quantum equation. It's like you, mm-hmm. you can't get it back. And if you mismanage it, you're just spinning wheels in every direction. So like that's the hardest part of like doing all of this is like running everything at one time. But it's like I don't have the overhead to pay a bookkeeper however much an hour and then a guy to do this for however much an hour and this and, and until you get started. So like – and I understand why people are scared to do it because, again, I was scared to make the jump. But it's like it's so much more worth it when you decide to make that jump yep. and get to that point to where you're starting to see the positives, you know. And like I was talking about it today and like uh, this is going to be – September will be my third month basically doing this. And I, while I have made good money, a lot of it hasn't gotten paid yet. And, you know, it's like it was like I had to be sitting on a bunch of money. And there's a video I shared the other day by Grant Cardone that was talking about, you know, like if you got a million dollars, you're broke, you know, and it's like yep. that that's nothing. And yep. uh, he's like, but, you know, some people need you need to save up enough money. Maybe it wasn't that Grant Cardone one, but uh, basically he's like, you need to save enough money to get a window to then take advantage of your skill or whatever it is you want to do. Oh, it was Joe Rogan. That's what it was. Joe Rogan was talking about it. You know, like people are just living this mundane life and blah, 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 blah. blah and like you're just sitting in a cubicle and you're ready to fucking hang yourself. And it's like to be, the only way to get out of that rat race is to find something you love. You know, like, and he was talking about like, if you like, like making cabinets is fun. Working with wood is fun. And if you can make three cabinets and then it pays your bills and you enjoy it, like, what are you doing? You know, like, why aren't you doing that? You know, and it takes people, you have to have, you know, you have to, but you have, to, there's a dedication to it before, during, and after, right? Like, leading up to it. Like, you need to face the music. You got to sit here and be like, look, I am broke. Like, I am going nowhere. I have to get this done. I need to sit here, figure it out. And, like, if you got all your other responsibilities, whatever, put your kids to bed at nine and then deal with, you know, sit with your wife for an hour and then deal with your bills or whatever then you have to sit here and face those demons and like okay i got credit card debt and this and that i gotta make it work so i need to save this much money to get me 30 days to where i can just go hardcore and just sell fucking cabinets or tables or whatever dude i used to make keychain racks off of scrap wood from the junk pile at lowe's dude like no shit we would cut wood for people and they would leave pieces of it behind I would take that wood home. I had a router. I would route it out. I would buy four key hooks for a dollar a piece, screw them into it, and stain it, and sell it for $35. And people bought it. And it's like, dude, like, you can hustle if you want to, but, like, you have to make the commitment. And so, like, just back to the other shit is, like, you just have to have enough money and enough time to, to get you that window. And, like, again, like, you're doing some bullshit fucking job at $18 an hour, and you're barely making it. Like, you could make that money doing other shit. So if you save enough money to pay your bills for a month and then you go out there and don't do it and you flop and you have to take a job at fucking McDonald's for two months to pay your bills, then so what? Who cares? Yeah, there's going to be a guy that rides by in a BMW that's your aid and is like, ha-ha, fucking kid, you're working at McDonald's. And it's like, that dude just bought that BMW just because he fucking, you know, saw somebody on TikTok that had one and he just liked it because he thinks that, you know, other people think better of him for it, you know, but like, 98% 98% of people that buy that shit just buy it for the fucking flex anyway. Yep. That's no shit. 
But guess what? That guy that went to McDonald's and worked for two months to save enough money and to buy a router and a table saw went home and became a cabinet maker and started making $150,000 a year staring custom cabinets out of his garage. He's going to be a whole lot happier than that guy that's riding in that fucking BMW that has a $742 a month payment working at Joe Blow's fucking whatever hardware store himself as a manager thinking that he's fucking going somewhere when he hates the job and he only worked there because it was some hot chick that he liked. and Like, people do all this shit for the wrong reasons, and if you just are happy about what you're doing, it does not fucking matter. Yep. And and a lot of people, they, 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 they see other... Okay, say, like, this kid that doesn't want to... that doesn't know if he wants to be a welder, but he's good at something else, you know. They, they focus on the wrong thing, and they, you know, when they can be focusing on their own thing. Absolutely. A lot of people waste, waste their potential, and then they're like, man, why was I doing that? I could have been doing what, what I love. And that's what my reel that I posted the other day was about, bro. It was just like, don't sit here and be like, oh, Cameron has a 2015 Dodge, and Lewis has got a nice-ass fucking LDZ Duramax with a camper. Like, yeah. let me just go be a pipeliner, and I can have that shit. Bro, no. No. You no, can, you can no. do that doing whatever it is you like to do. Whatever. You can be and a that, fucking quilter yeah. and, and make a million dollars, like, if you're hustling. Yeah. If you're yeah, going after it, yeah. and that's like the whole thing I posted the other day was just like, bro, do what makes you happy. Like, Dude, if, yeah. if you think, if you're, if you, like, you want to try welding and you give it a shot and it doesn't work and you fucking hate it and it's hot and the sparks suck and your arm gets burnt and then you fucking on your knee all day trying to fucking yeah. put a beat in. Like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. For Like, for me, I don't know about for you, I fucking love that shit, you know? Like, I really do enjoy it. Sure, I don't want to lay on the fucking bottom of the pipe all day or lay on the bottom of the ground or sit on the steel or, like, do the same shit every day. And that's the part that kills me about most things. But it's like, I liked welding before. I knew that I would enjoy it, and it has paid off for me, and it makes money. Like, it's a win, 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 win for me. Like, I don't see any bads in it. Yep. I I guess the the, uh, thing that I've kind of been trying to to push on my Instagram is, like, you don't have to – to do what other people are doing like you can do your own thing absolutely and, you know enjoy it and still like that's almost kind of what i'm i'm trying to prove myself in a way you know like yeah just because this guy has all this stuff like don't don't pay attention to what he's doing don't you don't you don't have to go oh you know like you said cameron cameron's got this nice stuff all the welding it it must be because he's a welder no there's no you know you can do whatever whatever it is it, there's money everywhere absolutely you can you can be a millionaire being a drywaller. You can be a millionaire being an electrician or whatever, yeah. dude. Like, and my brother, like, I asked him about yeah. it. You know, not too long ago, I was like, "What are your goals? You know, like what, like what would you have to have in things yeah. that would make you feel like you were accomplished?" And he was like, "I want a brand new Duramax, and I want a paid for house." I'm like, "Bro, that's like 250 grand, 350 grand." You know, like yeah. you want to build a home, like a house back home, where we have the land and whatever else. I'm like, "Yeah." You can attain that in like a year, year and a half if you put yourself to it. I'm like, bro, I will buy you a wire feeder, I'll buy you a bobcat, and I'll buy you a truck, and I'm willing to bet that you can make six figures within 12 months. Easy. I'm like, you already know how to weld. Like, I've had him on little fence jobs and shit with me where he could weld that shit out no problem, especially like like square tubing where you have to grind it off anyway. I'm like, bro, don't make a fuck as long as it's welded. You know, like, you can grind that shit down. The ones that are, you know, like, on the base plates, you obviously want to be pretty, but, like, he can weld shit like that. I wouldn't say he's a welder, but he can weld. You know, like, he's he can run yep. 7018. He's run some downhill for me. Like, he can do it. And I'm like, bro, I will buy you all the stuff to get you started if you if that makes you happy and you get those things that you want and and you get to where you're going and whatever it is, you know, like, 
like he wants to he like I was saying earlier, he wants to drive an eighteen wheeler and I was like, dude, you could do this literally for six months. You could do side mm-hmm. jobs literally, like today, made seven hundred and fifty dollars in three different little stops that all took me half an hour apiece. Like on my drive to my commercial job. Like I literally stopped on the way here and made seven hundred and fifty bucks. Like you can buy an eighteen wheeler that you could go over the road with for like sixty five hundred, seventy five hundred, eighty five hundred dollars. Like that's nine a hundred days of working like this, right? Like you could work one day a week and get it done in no time. You gotta want it. Yeah, you just gotta want it, dude. That's what it is. Like I, I kinda I don't know how to spread I can't that's what I've been kinda trying to do, but I have to I have to be somewhere before I can kinda start pushing that more, you know? That's yeah. why I'm not really pushing it as heavy. Like I want it once I once I I'm doing I don't know what I have some ideas like my 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 dream is to be getting paid to travel yeah that, that's like that's that's my my dream but M- mine I, too I but i want to get paid for my residuals and then travel yeah 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 i know like there's i there's part, like half of me could just drop everything and go live in the bushes because i i love like nature and all that <laughs> me too but I used but to do that when I was a kid. I used to build a log cabin every summer and stay in the cabin. Yeah, exactly. But but seeing seeing that there's a lot of people that don't know what's going on in this world right now, like we almost have an advantage over some people. Like, why not go after it? Big? Oh, we do. Like, we, we, we definitely it, do. I'm gonna go, we're going after it big. Like, why not? Yeah, I don't. Not not materialistically. I don't. I don't give a shit about money. I could like I could be here broke as a joke and and still enjoy my life because I'm I'm a happy person. I, I enjoy this world. But why? Like, why not go after the big, the big bag? Right, and so like, and that's why I have a hard time putting things about money, because again, being money motivated kind of like sucks in principle. But yeah. for me, it's not the money; it's the freedom that comes with the money. The right, freedom like, with the money. Like, dude. Sure, I could be very happy with zero dollars, but like, let's be real: shit costs money, right? Like, yeah, I have to eat. I money. have to do things. <laughs> Right, yeah. so like to have the life that I want, I don't give a fuck if I have five million or five hundred million in the bank. If I can be yep. chilling on a boat, like fishing yep. on a Tuesday, and then wakeboarding on a went, like doing the things that I literally want to do, and then yep. I want to build a badass chopper and give it to my cousin for his birthday, like I can do that. Like that's what I want. I don't, I don't give a shit what the number figure is, mm-hmm. but like I yep. obviously know that comes at a cost. So like yeah. that's my goal is that freedom. Like the picture that I paint in my mind is literally sitting in front of like a three story colonial style oh, house yeah. with a big shop oh. and a fucking center console hanging out to the side and a super wakeboard boat and I'm gonna go out and ride around in the Lambo today. You know, like that's the picture I paint in my head. And if I fall short of that, then like great. Like I have a house, I have an Audi, like I have a race car, I have a motorcycle, you know, like I have a smaller version of those things, but I obviously would like to improve them. But, like, again, like, I could be happy as long as I had money to pay my bills. And so, like, why not shoot for a hundred fucking million or whatever, you know, like, a billion dollars. And then if it happens, great. And if it doesn't, like, anything short of that other than being flat broke is going to still be a positive impact on life and still be going somewhere. Well, so technical difficulties. My phone died. Um, I think, like, two pod- two podcasts ago, my podcast uh, recorder thing died. Um, like I, I have it where I can, uh, run it on batteries and run it on the cord. And, uh, I definitely like forgot to plug it in 
and uh, I'm in the middle of talking, and the thing was just like goodbye, and I was like, oh, dude, what the hell? Yeah. So, which reminds me, I need to plug it back in because I unplugged it to plug my phone in. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I was going off on a rant, and uh, then we got back on the phone. <clears throat> I think we're gonna have to do this pretty often. Um, oh yeah, we 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 definitely have to do it more often. I carry my stuff with me everywhere, you know, and, like, if I had batteries in the recorder, I could just sit in the truck and record it or plug it into my, you know, like, outlet or whatever, but, like, I obviously want, like, positive, clean audio, but I definitely want to look into, like, live streaming it because I posted it on my Instagram, like, live with Lewis, and I bet I've had 11, 10, 11 messages since I've been on here. Where's it at, bro? I want to listen. Where's it at? Where's it at? I'm like, ah, well, I'm going to post it. Dude, I literally just got four more, like, when I turned my phone on, it was like, is this, is this podcast live right now? And I'm like, no. Nah. I was like, it will be like later in you know, like in the next day or two. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, like, where's it at? I need, I need to find it. Heck yeah, dude. But, yeah, dude. We'll definitely have to do it again. Like, we we have a very similar mentality, so this is really kind of interesting yeah, to like listen to like-minded people in different ways, you know. And it's like in, as in different. Yeah. As a veteran, too, like it's it's hard to click with people that aren't veterans because only veterans understand yeah. veteran things a lot of times. Yeah. And then it's like yeah. people that aren't welders don't really understand welder bullshit. But like then when you're trying to grow a business or like hustle, it's like unless people are hardcore hustlers, they're just kind of like, yeah, bro, right on. That's good for you. You know, and it's like like you don't yeah, get that. Yeah. And then it's right back to exactly. that like empty, endless conversation. Like it's, it's a smile and nod and you don't really give a shit and like. That's, that's what I meant with my, with like endless conversations. I, yeah. I really, I, I guess I can't. I don't have the the patience. Not even the patience, just the time. I'm in my head. I'm like, yeah, maybe yeah, it is. You know, I, I have some very I respected like former colleagues that I worked with when I was in Germany, <clears throat> and I mean they're fantastic people. They're really good mentors to me in life, and where things go and things like that, especially yeah. in my former field. But you know. I, they were all like, oh, so where are you going to go when you go back to the States and work? And I was like, oh, I'm going to go be a welder. And they're like, what? You're you're <laughs> going to work out, out outside? Like, yeah. what? And I'm like, yeah. 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 Like, it's good money, you know? I mean, and it, you know, it's not super good money by the hour, you know? Like, if you look at it on paper in comparison to some things. But, you know, normally you work 50 to 70 hours a week. And they're like, oh, there's no way. I'm like, okay, well, you stay doing what you're doing. And I'm going to go do that. And, you know, it's like. Yep. Like, after a while, I just had no patience for that shit. It's like, people are just like, ah, you're going to go be a welder? And I'm like, yup. And I don't really give a shit what you think. I'm out, dog. You know? <laughs> yep. But, all right. Well, we'll so we'll wrap this up. Um, this will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Um, and then hopefully we'll be able to live stream this thing here soon. Um, next up, I, I said it last episode, I've got Irish Welder 420. My buddy Danny from uh, Ireland wants to hop on here. And he was actually off today, but I was running around, so we didn't get to get scheduled that one. So I think I'm going to have him here on next, but it sounds like Lewis and I might have a, a weekly obligation to ranting about oh, yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, life, business, money, and pretty much everything that, that we can think about. No promises I'm going to podcast from Mexico, but you know what? Like, that would make for a cool episode. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. All right, you guys, uh, thanks for listening, and if you like it, like it. Subscribe, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.